Hello, friends of the internet, and welcome to the first and last episode of Bike With Me, a podcast by me, Alyssa, where I'll discuss cyclists on their commute and how we as drivers can best support them and their safety. Picture this. You're driving up 13th Street, heading through the north end on your way to Camelsback Park for a nice hike. The speed limit is 20, so you're not going very fast, but there's a cyclist up ahead who's riding right in the middle of your lane. You have to slow down to about 12 miles an hour to go behind them. In the grand scheme of things, slowing down for four blocks is not a big deal, and you'll only get to the park about 30 seconds later. But in the moment, it feels like a major inconvenience, and you want to try to pass them, or you want them to just scoot over so you can fit around them. In that situation, the cyclist was in the right. There are some laws in Idaho that are in place to keep cyclists safe, but it seems like a lot of drivers don't know about them. I'm going to be talking to two bikers today who have first-hand knowledge of what it looks like to commute and what they think cyclists could benefit from. The first person is Austin Gunning, who used his bike as his only mode of transportation for over a year. He also worked for the bike program at Boise State for quite a while before he graduated, so he has knowledge about the rules and different bicycle infrastructure that's in place around campus and Boise in general. The other is Jonathan DeLeon Guerrero, who switches between using his car and his bike for commuting, and has for years. He also helps out at the bike program at Boise State very frequently. So, without further ado, here are the interviews. What do your days look like since cycling became your primary form of commuting? What, no. like, how do you start? Um, my days, I've noticed I get up earlier. Um, gotta eat a lot more food. Especially when you first start, because your body's like, what the heck is going on? I'm burning all this energy. Um, when I first started cycling, the days were a lot longer, because when a long like class or work day ended, it's dark outside. You had to ride your bike three miles home. It's not as easy as getting in your car, just kind of zoning out for the three miles. Um, so I noticed just in general, in life, I was a lot more attentive. Well, as opposed to if I ever have a car ride um i definitely got to get up earlier um i noticed that whenever i cycle in throughout the day i just end up drinking more water than if ever than if i ever have to drive in um which is good um i have had a few days where you know i if i end up last minute needing to bike in and not being prepared and then it definitely hits you you know in the day if you don't have it as a regular routine um do you feel like you're less mentally prepared even and a little bit more tired on those days? Um, on those days when I do go in, I think it's just the ride going in. It does get me more awake. Um, definitely when I start my day in class or at work, um, I will get physically tired, but mentally, like, I'm more present. That's what I, like how I would say that, yeah. Would you say your morning routine and stuff is a lot different when you have to bike in, other than getting up earlier? Like, are there different things you need to worry about or think about before leaving? Um, definitely more on, like, carrying capacity. Um, what I have to worry about is just, like, what kind of backpack do I bring? I don't want to bring the biggest backpack and then fill it up with useless stuff, but I also don't want to bring something where it's not going to hold everything I need for the rest of the day. Um, carrying, you know food containers and liquid like water and other snacks adding on to school supplies and electronics you know for classes it does you know it's more on like packing everything um in advance if i get the chance to um other than that really you know i can get ready pretty normally um what are some 
common struggles you face when commuting by bike? So, when I first started riding, I did not have a car or anything. So, if I had a flat tire, there's a lot more... Uh, there are a lot more consequences to, like, I have my flat tire, I still have my car as a secondary mode. So often, your coworkers or your classmates would have to get used to you running late because you had to switch a tube. Another challenge is just kind of go with the weather and people in general. Weather's bad, your commute's going to be a good 10-15 minutes longer. Uh, additionally, when the weather gets bad, people tend to forget how to drive, so you have to ride your bike a lot more defensively. Uh, if the car is in front of you, you have to be prepared for abrupt turns or, what's the word for it, hydroplaning or skidding. So it kind of goes back to just being more attentive. Um, definitely more on just, like, awareness of, like, cycling rules, um, because Idaho is different than many of the others. Um, we do have a few more laws that cater to the cyclists. Um, in terms of like where you are in Boise is a big deal. Where I live, where it's semi more bike friendly in the north end, um, I don't have to struggle too much. But depending if I go south of like the university, um, both the infrastructure it gets less bike friendly, um, and then the people just tend to not want to give it the same courtesy as people in in the area that I stay in. That's pretty much one of the bigger deals. Do you think that drivers aren't always very attentive to cyclists on the road? Like, I think it's a very cultural thing. Boise State's a pretty good sample size because you get a lot of people that grew up in Boise, lived there their whole life, they're used to, or they've slowly became used to, you know, bike routes and people riding their bikes in the road. Um, I noticed when I was working a lot at the bike program at Boise State, a lot of the freshmen, it tend to be males with pickup trucks, but I don't want to generalize that came from very rural parts of Idaho or, you know, eastern Oregon where there's not a lot of bike infrastructure. The concept of, you know, sharing the roads new to them, they often get really angry about it. You think that's pretty common when there's like sharrows on the ground or do you notice it ever in the bike lanes as well? Uh, the bike lanes are pretty well established, I'd say. Uh, if you're driving the bike lane, either you're just not paying attention or you're just blatantly being an a-hole. Uh, the sheriffs, the sheriffs, sheriffs, the sheriffs need to be more attentive. The sheriffs, um, I think it's an education thing where not all people know what to do with the sheriff. Because by Boise law, in most cities that have sheriffs, cyclists are actually allowed to ride directly in the middle of the road. Their front tire is supposed to cut right through the center of the arrow. I don't know why I'm doing hand gestures because they're not visible. <laughs> So often you'll see bikes riding on the far right and cars passing. So when you're doing, like, the legal thing, cars will get mad at you because they're going, you know, obviously at a much more increased rate of speed than you are, even though you are in the right. So I think there needs to be more education for drivers, whether it be at the DMV or really anywhere that involves high traffic. Like, these are the laws. These are why the people are doing these things. Yeah. If you could, with no pushback, is there any certain law that you would either pass or if it's already in place, would you strictly enforce it? That would make it easier for the bicycle commuters. How much time do we have? <laughs> um, laws? I wouldn't say any like strict law, but I think there should be a lot more financial incentives for people to ride their bike through like some form of regulation or stimulus. Uh, they, they do certain tax refunds or like some sort of recompensation for people that buy electric vehicles, I think that should be carried over to people that buy, ride their bike 
you know, three to seven days a week because they're obviously reducing their carbon footprint. And I think a lot of the insurance companies could also take that into account. Uh, lower insurance rate for those that don't drive their car every day. So really just incentivizing people to be on the road more via bike versus, you know, a big car. Um, laws without any pushback. Um, well, I think more on having like bicycle awareness, you know, to people who won't be even taking bicycles. So like, um, adding it on to like drivers, driver exams, tests, you know, like if, if a cyclist is doing this, you know, how do you proceed for that? Um, do like, um, what Boise State University does for some parking citations is they have like this um, ticket diversion class by you can reduce one of your citations or, you know, um, get it completely taken care of. Um, if you take a bicycle class that teaches you all of the basic rules on the roads and uh, rules of the road, just mainly more on trying to spread more awareness and then um, maybe clarify on certain areas like what sharrows are, because that's the main thing that keeps people a little bit unsafe. Um, just not knowing all of the rules. Maybe signage. I don't think there are any signage that kind of explain main roads that have either sharrows or any kind of bicycle infrastructure. But just more on like things that would force awareness on non-cyclists so that they can at least get caught up and not get mad at whatever we're doing, even though we're doing what the law says. And that's all for the interviews. So, what can we do to make commuting more comfortable for everyone? Overall, drivers and cyclists need to work together to be safe. So the next time you're driving somewhere and you see a cyclist doing something that doesn't make sense, try to put yourself in their shoes. Are the conditions of the bike lane bad? Or maybe there isn't a bike lane and the biker's in the middle of the lane because there's a sharrow. There are a million reasons why someone could be biking the way that person is right now. That's not to say there won't be assholes out there sometimes, but let's try to give people the benefit of the doubt and live with just a little more kindness and understanding. Mm -hmm.